2: I love hearing from passionate workers for our world, and all the more so when those workers combine deep knowledge and insight with superb artistry. That's what we've got today for Spirit in Action. Our guests are Greg Artsner and Terry Leonino, who, when they perform music together, are known as Magpie. Magpie. If you were listening back in April around Earth Day, I invited on a number of my guests to share songs about the current environmental issues of our time. And at that time, I did talk to Greg and Terry about some of the music they've done, and they came up with five songs on exactly the central struggles to protect the Earth that I was looking for. So instead of putting in only one or two songs, along with other folks I'd featured, I recognized that I needed to give them a full hour on mining, on climate change, and mountaintop removal and the like. We're headed over to New York State now to talk by phone to Greg Artsner and Terry Leonino, Magpie. Greg and Terry, it's great that you could join me today for Spirit in Action.
3: Well, Martin, thank you for inviting us.
2: You know, the first song that I heard you do that, in my mind, connected you with environmental concerns was Swimming to the Other Side, which I realize is Pat Humphrey's song, but when I heard you perform that, I said, oh, these people really love the connection to the wider earth. So it's completely natural that I have you here today for this Spirit in Action program following up to Earth Day. I think every day should be Earth Day for all of us. It's a holiday I like the best. How do you celebrate Earth Day typically?
4: Well, uh, we're always celebrating Earth Days as, as you mentioned. It's in, in fact, we do lots and lots of performances in schools, and that's the way we always end our show is to tell the kids you know, that every day is Earth Day.
3: And uh, our performances are often, during that week, we're often overbooked, and we've been trying to make yeah. everybody realize it, it's not Earth Month uh, because
5: well, be, uh, schools
3: especially tend to do that. They segregate things into months and yeah. a lot of other... People we work for, like the Rachel Carson Council and other activist organizations that deal with protecting the Earth will often have us come and do a performance on that day.
4: Yeah, Earth Day becomes Earth Week becomes Earth Month. You know, And so, yeah, we're very busy usually in the month of April, and uh, but then usually right through May. And, it, it, yeah, environmental stuff is just sort of an ongoing day-to-day thing with us. We don't, uh, we don't seem to segregate it any time of year.
2: One of the things that I really like about your music, and one of the reasons it captured for me and I've had you on my Spirit in Action Song of the Soul programs before, is Implicit in so many of your songs is that connection to spirit is that connection to the big picture, and sometimes people see spirit as kind of a narrow thing, but I see it as the entire breath of life around us and And that comes through in your music so let's talk about some of the issues that you've written songs, been performing songs about recently. You know there's so much going on that needs our attention, and I'm afraid that the forces in government are not so much aligned in our interests. Where exactly do you live?
3: Now we live in what I lovingly call the Cataracts. That's between the Catskill Mountains and the Adirondack Mountains. But this was a place that my mother lived for a little while. We had her up in the house next to Kim and Reggie, and uh, we always wanted to move here, and we bought the little house next to them and and got my mom a few years out of uh, the oil uh, Houston town of Texas to live up here. And uh, and then once she moved back to Ohio with uh, the rest of my family where Greg and I are originally from, Greg and I moved up. I guess it's been how many years now, Greg? Well,
4: I don't know. We've had the house for 20 years. Uh,
3: but we've only lived here for maybe here five or six. We've lived here since 2008,
2: full time. And if I recall correctly, it's Sunny Oaks, that is to say uh, Phil Oaks' sister, who kind of recruited, took you all in as Mother Hen around there, didn't she? Kind of, yeah. Oh,
3: yeah. She wanted to start an artist community and thought that Woodstock got too much of the artist. And she thought, you know, hey... We'll get Kim and Reggie up here, Terry and Greg, and a whole bunch of people. She's, she's quite a mover and shaker in the town.
4: She brought a lot of artists up here, and at the time that she was doing that, she was also working as a realtor. So she was, she knew <laughs> the area, and she was taking us all around and showing us all the various different places that we could live, you know, so.
3: And we saw the house next to Kim and Reggie kept peeking in, going, we could live there, we could live there. <laughs> but it's
4: a beautiful, beautiful place. You know, it's a beautiful place, and we love... We do a lot of traveling, obviously. We're on the road a lot of the time, but, you know, this is our respite place. When we do come back here, it's, uh, you know, we're tucked away in this little mountain hollow. It's remote to so a few miles outside of the village, and it's just gorgeous. And, you know, you come up here, you take a deep breath, and you take in some of the power of nature around you. So
2: it's
3: and since we fun. sing about it so much, we wanted to live in a place where everywhere you walked was like living in a painting.
2: It's very restorative, yeah. Well, your music's restorative. Some of the issues, though, that you've been dealing with, and not just this year—I mean, it, it goes way back since you've been doing it all along. I wanted you to share about your song "Wash Our Spirits Clean," because 20 years ago already, you're dealing with issue that for so many people just caught up—you know, 10 years ago. Tell us where that song came from.
4: Well, what happened was that a few years ago we were invited by the Connecticut State Chapter of the Sierra Club to come and perform for their first annual uh, awards banquet. Their theme, they had a theme for the banquet, I guess, you know, the keynote speaker and everything else, was going to be global warming. At that time, it seemed that a lot of organizations were beginning to really turn their focus onto to the, the, the topic of global climate change. So we, uh, we said, okay, well, we'll be happy to do the gig. And then we started looking around, well, let's do a song. Let's do a special song just for them. And thinking, well, John Muir was the founder of the Sierra Club, and he was obviously a visionary environmentalist. Let's go back and see if we can find anything that John Muir said that might be germane to the topic of global climate change, you know, 100 years after his death, 100 years after he did his major work. So we went and we looked and we found lots of things that he said that if you extrapolate them, perhaps take them out of the context in which he wrote them, they were very, very... uh, Prophetic. Prophetic, yeah. In fact, the the one line that jumped out at us the biggest was this whole thing about the mountains. Mountains are speaking to us, and when mountains speak, the wise will listen, and we start thinking, well, that's what we're talking about here at Kilimanjaro... Other mountains around the world that have been festooned, if you will, or bedecked with glaciers and uh, ice caps, snow ca- caps, many of those are melting as a result of global climate change. If that isn't the mountains speaking to us, oh, I don't
3: know what it is. And then there's the whole verse about we see the storms coming. You know, Greg and I have, we, when we wrote that song, we had no idea we were going to be victims of Hurricane Irene and we're still recovering up here in the mountains and Kim and reggie and greg and i were hit so bad that with this storm and this was irene and lee back to back that it washed out the bridge to our house and all of us could not even get to our house for three months until we had to, had a bridge built greg and i had to put in a big retaining wall around our uh, house because our little tiny streams turned into a fifty-foot river and we're still recovering from it it's been a number of years now and of course sandy happened after that and there's been a lot of these climate change things that have happened so now the song even has more depth and meaning since we wrote it <laughs> <laughs> because we now have the personal experience of not only singing about it but actually uh, living through some of the very things that, that it addresses.
2: And the song is Wash Our Spirits Clean. It's by Magpie, which is Greg Artsner and Terry Leonino.
6: We see the storm coming We see the storm coming A flood of water A fire of ice Amidst and torrid weather Yet the morning stars Still sing together Wash our spirits clean This earth will wash our spirits clean We are but the flame of hope igniting The battle we have fought are still fighting
7: They're speaking to us now They're speaking Speaking to to us now On Denali, Everest, Kilimanjaro Melting glaciers glisten When mountains speak The wise will listen Wash our spirits clean, this earth will wash our spirits clean,
1: we are but
7: the flame of hope. people's heart is always right. Wash our spirits clean, this earth will wash our spirits clean. We are but the flame of hope igniting. The battle we have fought and are still fighting. Severe despair. It's always sunrise somewhere. Wash our spirits clean. This earth will wash our spirits clean. We are but the flame of hope igniting the battle we have fought and are still fighting. Our love for this earth. Now
2: inspired by many of the words of john muir wash our spirits clean by magpie and i've got greg and terry of magpie with me today for spirit in action wash our spirits clean climate change looking ahead i mean we knew already in the 90s it was very clear that climate change was happening it's firmed up a lot since then but it seems like no sooner do we deal with one of these issues, like climate change, or try and turn our attention to it, than we have so many other things that are jumping in our face at the same time. Tar sands and the whole pipelines with that has been a, a frightful thing that's emerging. It's like, oh, we're not going towards the cliff fast enough. Let's put a little bit more pressure on the pedal.
3: Exactly. And, and of course, there's this wonderful organization called the Cowboy and Indian Alliance, the CIA, that has been really working on the XL pipeline issues. And we've just been in touch with Russell Means, his brother, who's working on it, Bill, who we uh, saw at Kent uh, when we were there for the 44th commemoration of the shootings there, and he was one of the speakers, and he spoke about the XL pipeline and all the problems and the tar sands and the things that the Cowboy and Indian Alliance is doing so we may be doing some work for them again coming up in the near future.
2: And you can't get involved with an issue like that without making a song about it, can you?
3: Exactly. Well, we already sent him Follow the Money because we thought that fit. It you know it certainly addresses the issues of our addiction to oil.
2: Yeah, and we
4: uh, we listened to him speak at Kent State, and he was eloquent. And he came up with, a, apparently, the... Uh, People in the native communities out there in the, in the Dakotas, they're referring to the Keystone XL Pipeline as the black snake.
3: So we're going to try to write a song for <laughs> them based on that. <laughs>
2: we're thinking that that's a very, a very poignant image. Is there a song that you'd like to share relative to some portion of that work? Well, Follow the Money actually is a pretty poignant song in that sense.
3: Some we wrote the it
4: topic good. of Follow the Money is certainly oil. It started off as a support song for an international organization, an NGO called Oil Change International. And Oil Change International's mission is to attempt to break the corrupting grip that oil profit money has on governments around the world. Obviously, they're really fighting a huge uphill battle, and uh, particularly here in the United States. But, you know, these oil companies are not just American companies. They're multinational corporations. So it's a problem that is certainly widespread. And here we are doing the exact same thing in terms of Keystone XL. Uh, you're talking about uh, Canadian corporations that have huge amounts of money, and they can pay for media. They can certainly manipulate uh, politicians. And if you don't believe that politicians are manipulated by oil profit money, you've got to be living under a uh, a fracked rock, because it's just uh, it's it's so obvious. And that's that was basically the gist of our song. It says, you know, if you want to know what's going on in terms of government malfeasance or corporate malfeasance or any kind of corruption vis-a-vis corporations and control of government and control of politicians uh, all you gotta do is follow the money
3: plus we wanted to end it on an upbeat note that uh, with a little solution many many years ago one of our canadian friends from toronto said you know i really hate all these protest songs that are complaining they just all they do is complain and they tell you about the issue but they don't ever tell you what the heck you can do to get out of it and so they're depressing We took that to heart many years ago and wanted to try to also think of ways we could help celebrate what we can do. And solar power, obviously, is one of the big chances for us to get out from underneath all this oil and reach toward the sustainable because the sun is one of the most wonderful gifts on the planet. So... We, we had to stick that in at the end.
2: I think there's a contradiction there. You said the sun is one of the most important gifts on the planet. It That that goes back to an older way of thinking. The sun's pretty far away, actually, even though it looks small. You know that. I just, okay. <laughs> a <laughs> person. Hey, I knew what I meant. <laughs> it's a lifeline, idea,
3: It's
2: a lifeline. <laughs>
3: That's right.
2: <laughs> well, this song is so fun, and, and you do it so fun e. So I want people just to get in here and enjoy following the money. The song is "Follow the Money." It's got Magpie in there and some other folks. We oh, yeah. um,
3: basically have a wonderful saxophone player, Lee. Lee mm-hmm. she, She's a, an astounding uh, woman jazz performer and saxophonist, and she plays on it. And it's just full of and Raleigh Brown. And Raleigh Brown so with, on the guitar, guitar. Mm-hmm. and it just it just rocks. It has a lot of fun. Yeah.
2: Follow the money. Mm-hmm.
7: money from the oil can from Iraq, Nigeria, and Kazakhstan. Follow the money from the tanker boats to the halls of Congress where it buys the votes. Follow the money till it makes you sick and you slip and you slide on a big oil slick. Follow the money, follow the money. Our addiction to oil is at the core, guzzling and guzzling more and more. They keep on derailing to the ends of the earth. How many barrels is a human life worth? How long would it take for us to see Somebody owns the powers that be Follow the money Follow the money Follow the money money from the oil can From Iraq, Nigeria, to Kazakhstan Follow the money from the tank of boats To the halls of Congress where it buys the boats Follow the money till it makes you sick And you slip and you slide on a thick oil stick Follow the money, follow the money Which politicians stand to gain With big oil money in their campaign They are giving big tax break subsidies Our pockets are empty and we're on our knees BP and Halliburton don't have to comply They got the very best Congress oil money can buy Follow the money, follow the money Follow the money from the oil can Nigeria to the Kazakhstan I love the money from the tanker boats to the halls of Congress where it buys the boats I love the money from where it's stepped right to the office of the president I love the money I love the money There is a better way When the people of the world gonna have our say It's time for all nations to rearrange It's time for a global oil change To save this planet, it's not too late It's time for separation of oil and state Follow the money Follow the money Follow the money to solar power Free energy ever in daylight Follow the money to power that's free the oil down machine. I love the, the money, money from, the from the halls of state, from the power of all that's separate. I love the money, I love the money. I love the, Follow the money, money from the oil hand, right right from the right, that's the Kazakhs. I love the money from the tank of boats to the, the halls of Congress, where it buys the boats. I love the, the money, and it makes you sick, and you step and you spine on a pickle's head. I love, I love the money I love the money I
5: love the money I love the
2: money What fun Follow the money. I love dealing with serious issues with a humorous tone. Uh, it's important to keep our spirits up.
3: It is. It makes us laugh, and that helps.
2: And that song helps. So, again, by Magpie, Greg Artsner and Terry Leonino. Here today for Spirit in Action. You've written so many songs. We could choose from several handfuls of songs that would be specifically appropriate to this program. But one of the issues that is seems so important is all of the fossil fuels we're using— and coal, I mean, there's been so many songs, 16 tons, uh, there's so many songs about coal over the history, but maybe not enough about how using those fossil fuels warms up our planet, how it degrades our life, poisons our water underground. And Barons of King Coal is exactly the kind of song that I wanted to include in this program. How far are you from any of this kind of exploitation of the mountains?
3: Well, we live in the mountains, so I don't know that we're that far from any kind of exploitation of mountains. Um, (laughs) But, you know, we've always grown up in or near the Appalachian Mountains. Greg and I grew up in Ohio, and West Virginia was right there, and the Appalachian Mountains were right there then, and when we were in D.C. for over 35 years, those mountains, again, were places that we often went, and we still do a lot of work on community efforts, transition town-type things that you're working on and other two-year projects and things uh, like I was telling you the other day about Fredericksburg and uh, Frostburg in Allegheny County. So mountains are extremely important to us, and of course people like Jean Ritchie have inspired us for many years for her work to protect the mountains, and we have worked a little bit with an organization called I Love Mountains, which has our song, Barons of King Cole, on their website, and we actually got to know Larry Gibson, who the song was written for.
4: Yeah, Terry and I both grew up in northeastern Ohio, and when I was a kid, my father was a salesman for an industrial supply firm. So when I was a kid, I'd take my summers with him and travel all around uh, eastern Ohio down into the southern part of the state and saw strip mining, uh, coal strip mining, up close and personal, and pretty ugly and hideous thing it was. Always hated it, but coal mining, well, you know, most of the songs that when you would go back to 16 tons and you refer to uh, the old songs. Most of the songs in, uh, that came out of that 20th century period, early coal mining essentially, you know, starting in the early part of the 20th century, those mm-hmm. songs were really more about the, the workers than they were about the evils of coal itself. But as time went on, it became clear that more and more environmental degradation came about as a result of coal mining. and Of course, that all started to hit pretty hard in the 60s when strip mining began to be the, the way that coal was taken out. Jean uh, Ritchie, as Terry mentioned, wrote some incredibly powerful songs about it, Black Waters, and uh, another one she wrote called Farewell to the Mountains. Billy Ed Weaver wrote some amazing songs about it, Coming of the Road, stuff like that. And then, you know, what we're seeing now in this time is strip mining on steroids. The mountaintop removal mining, which I see as one of the great environmental euphemisms, because it isn't just removing the mountaintop, that is... That is certainly what they do. They, they start by blowing off the top of the mountain, but they don't just blow off the top of the mountain. They obliterate the entire mountain. And they've done this now to over 500 mountains just in the state of West Virginia. Now, that's an area larger than the state of Rhode Island, and it's visible from the air. It's visible from space, that area of devastation. And it isn't just the mountains. It isn't just taking out the coal. When they try to take off the top of the mountain, they take what they call the overburden. That's what they call the rock. And it isn't coal. And they just push it off into the valleys, thereby completely filling in these uh, pristine uh, stream beds, creek beds. And then, of course, the, there's coal dust, and the dust fills you know, into, the, into the water and poisons the water, turns the water black. Uh, there are other toxic chemicals and heavy metals uh, that are associated with the dust that comes about as a result of this. So they obliterate the mountain. they destroy, They completely eliminate the mountain and the forests. They completely obliterate the uh, stream beds, and then they have the audacity to claim that they can somehow come back and restore this, that they can reclaim it. It's a complete and total lie, and it's the greatest environmental devastation that we have ever seen on the earth anywhere. Nobody even wants to talk about it. It's absolutely unconscionable, and if that that kind of thing were to happen up here in the Catskills where we live, people would be certainly up in arms uh, and would absolutely stop it dead. But unfortunately, in the coal mining states of Appalachia, the people there have been tied in with coal mining for 100 years. So, you know, they think that coal jobs are are the real issue. And the fact is that even there is a major lie, because the fact of the matter is that in the 80s, 1980s, when underground mining was pretty much at its peak, you had a tremendous number of people working underground, over 100,000 people actually working in coal mines. But once uh, mountaintop removal mining became the way to take coal out of the mountains, jobs plummeted. The number of jobs in the state of West Virginia is considerably less than that now, probably less than half of what it was. So when they talk about jobs, even that's a lie. So the companies, and again, there's another follow-the-money sort of situation because the coal companies have tremendous profits. They make a lot of money, and they have tremendous sway over the politicians. And the politicians are certainly not going to say anything to endanger their relationship with the coal companies because the coal companies pay for their campaigns, you know, they can just lie and lie and lie and lie through their teeth while they're completely destroying the earth and destroying people's lives. There's got to be a better way. There definitely has to be a better way to produce electrical energy in this country than to just completely obliterate hundreds of mountains uh, that are completely irreplaceable and, and what represent in the United States um, our tropical rainforests. You know, For many years now, we've talked about the decimation of the tropical rainforests and equatorial zones around the world. But what's happening here in the United States in Appalachia is tantamount to that. And outside of those states where people live with it on a daily basis, people are just routinely ignoring it. So we wrote this song, and it's based on the story of Larry Gibson, who passed away last year a great loss to the environmental movement. Uh, Larry was a, a force of nature. He was an intrepid person who just absolutely was unabashed speaking truth to power. And he held out on the last little mountain ridge piece of property that his family owned for hundreds of years. And he, he refused to leave, even though the companies, the coal companies, Massey, Massey Coal Company, did everything that they could to get him to leave. He absolutely refused, even when everything around him, all the, all his old family property, had all been turned into Moonscape, he still stayed there. So we wrote the song based on things that Larry had said in interviews, telling his story and his struggle against the coal companies.
3: We feel that telling story songs really helps people connect with the reality that there are people that on a daily basis have to deal with things that uh, most people in large cities don't even understand the connection to, mostly because we're so disconnected by computers and and live in a virtual world, unfortunately, uh, more than any of us should.
2: And the song is "Barons of King Cole by Magpie.
7: Back in these hills and hollows Hidden from your view Is the worst destruction of the earth that anyone could do Blasting off the mountaintops For the cold that lies below Killing every living thing Where now black waters flow With their drag lines and their big trucks They take more coal each day But it's underneath our mountains So they just blast them away for purple mountain majesty, once our nation's soul, now is raked and pillaged by the barons of Hinko. My family has lived here 200 years and more. This mountaintop is all that's left of what we had before. Now just look around you and tell me what you see. Death and desolation where living forests used to be. With their drag lines and their big trucks, they take more cold each day. But it's underneath our mountains, so they just blast them away. For purple, villaged by the barons of Gandy Massey tried to drive me out By terror and by fear They've shot and burned and threatened Everything that I hold dear This fight has been so fierce It tore my family apart But how could I just walk away This land, it is my heart Down along Fork Creek is our children's school In the shadow of Massey's toxic black impoundment pool The kids who learn and play there daily do complain Of every kind of sickness that no one will explain With their drag lines and their big trucks, they take more but it's underneath our mountains, so they just blast them away. For Purple Mountain majesty, once our nation's soul, now is raped and pillaged by the barons of King Cole. It's King Cole's man who fails to protect us and who sells out our land. It's greedy politicians at the company's back and call. From the judges up to the president, I will blame them all. Go tell your friends and your family, those who listen and will hear. Help us stop this devastation, for all these mountains disappear. And you hear my story, it's time to take a stand. For Purple Mountain, majesty for the people and the land. With their drag lines and their big trucks, they take more code each It's underneath our mountains, so they just blast them away. For Purple Mountain majesty once our nation's soul. Now is raped and pillaged by the barons of King Cole. Now is raped and pillaged by the barons of King Cole.
2: Greg and Terry of Magpie are here today for Spirit in Action, their song Barons of King Coal, about mountaintop removal, about people living facing down, this kind of destruction. You know, we don't have mountains here in Wisconsin where I live, but we do have some beautiful areas of rolling hills, They're just scenic beauty, and where we find the fossil fuel craze destroying our area is with taking down these hills so they can get the sand out of them, it's cheap accessible sand, which then goes down frack mines. Around here, there's a number of different towns, villages, where they're taking down the hills. And I've had some other artists on to share their songs about fighting frack sand mining, as well as fracking.
3: Right. Well, anytime we think that we can be extractionist to the point that we have become as a society, mostly due to corporate powers that we wish we had more control of, uh, we're in trouble because we have to be sustainable. We cannot be extractionist. Whenever we wake up to that reality, I hope it's just not too late.
2: Let's talk about fracking because I don't think that they're doing it right where you are. Is that not possible right in the mountains? or
3: Not yet. Yeah. They're trying to. Several of our local counties and uh, towns have opposed it to the point of banning it, and Sunny's lucky her little town of Franklinton have finally banned it there. We're still struggling to get it done here in Middleburg and uh, Schoharie and Cobleskill, which are the next three towns next to her town. But we're still working on it because we are on this... uh,
4: The Marcellus Shale?
3: Right. We're right on top of the very place that they want to...
4: We're at the northern end of the Marcellus Shale. So the Marcellus Shale, of course, is the whole underground shale rock formation that goes well down into the Catskills, all through the Catskills, and down into southern New York and across into Pennsylvania. So that whole area is really, it is, in fact, a bed of amazing shale gas deposits. And, of course, what we've seen in the state of Pennsylvania is an amazing gas drilling boom. And, of course, with that kind of a gas drilling boom, you're going to have all of the accompanying problems and Of course, the people who are involved in gas drilling and people who are benefiting by leasing their lands to the gas drillers, they just want to say, well, there's nothing nothing wrong, there's no problem. But but even they have to admit that there are problems. And probably the, the least of the problems is that they've turned these rural places, in some cases incredibly beautiful wilderness rural places, into industrial sites. That's just the beginning, you know, where they come in with these massive amounts of infrastructure material. You know, they've got to bring in drilling equipment, and then they've got to bring in the chemicals and the water, and and that means truck after truck after truck, turning their little rural roads into industrial highways. And uh, we've seen that firsthand in north-central Pennsylvania. It's a pretty ugly thing.
3: And now, of course, the uh, what to do with all the waste is becoming another huge problem and causing fracking because they're drilling these huge places to deposit the waste in Youngstown, which has caused earthquakes and down in Virginia and all over the country, actually. And and, and we just found out the other day, it just came to light that the fracking companies in Pennsylvania have been using the wastewater treatment systems of Ithaca, New York, to uh, deposit all their waste because they don't know what to do with it all. Instead of trucking it out, they've put it through the sewage systems there, and those plants cannot handle that type of toxic waste.
4: And it's not the thing is that it's toxic. It's not just toxic chemicals, but it's also radioactive, because the shale rock is full of radioactive material. Uh, I was just reading an article this morning about the state of Ohio and how the state of Ohio has basically decimated uh, or completely, let's say, weakened the regulatory infrastructure in terms of, controlling the influx of fracked wastes that are coming from other states and particularly from Pennsylvania. They've basically become, Ohio State has become the repository for fracking wastes from other states. And, you know, this is serious business because, you know, you're talking about injecting fracked wastewater and other toxic chemicals, which are not just toxic, as I said, but also radioactive, into holding tanks and into underground pits and underground veins, which uh, this is a, it's, it's dangerous. It's extremely dangerous, and there's almost no regulation for it or inspection for it in the state of Ohio. And then, you know.
3: and our First Nations have dealt with this for so long that Greg and I, way back in the 1990s, wrote a song called Water is Life because the elders asked us to come to dinner and possibly write a song about what's going on in their reservation, which was fracking way before it was front-page news. Uh, we always try it out on the First Nations or the Native people in this country first to see, you know, what will happen. And, of course, one of the elders said to me, well, you know, Terry, water is life. None of us. Not any species, not any uh, human beings, not any plants. None of us can live without water. And it, it is probably the most important natural resource on the whole planet.
4: And uh, so we wrote that song, and then we also wrote another song that was really more specifically focused on fracking itself here in New York called Water from the Rock. So those are basically, and we, had, <laughs> we wrote another one that we haven't recorded yet, which just asks a bunch of questions that a lot of people just aren't asking. And the song is called Home. So we're kind of focused on that particular issue here in New York. where, You know, we've got some serious pressure coming from the south, trying to bring fracking into Schoharie County and rural.
2: I do want to listen to both of those songs, but first I wanted to ask you a question, just to clarify for our listeners before they hear it in the song. In "Water from the Rock," you refer to our commons, and it's a concept that's been lost. I mean. I think in many several of the states in the eastern part of the U.S. they don't refer to themselves as states. They're actually the Commonwealth. Is the concept of commons still clear and used in your area?
4: No, no not really. Although it ought to be used everywhere. It, this is, to me, one of the major issues when you're talking about these kinds of things. But as Sir was mentioning, extractionists—you know, the corporations are private entities who have money and profit as their bottom line but and, and very little concern for what we would refer to as the commons. Now, the, the big commons, the number one and number two commons, are air and water. And then, you know, the number three common is essentially our land. So we all, yes, we we have private property. So, you know, Terry and I have a couple of acres up here in the mountains. This is our property. But
5: we, but, don't, but we, we also have... think of ourselves have, have as stewards, though. Yeah,
4: we think of ourselves as stewards. We have... We have two streams on our property, and we have a 375-foot-deep well, but that well, you see, that well taps into an aquifer that is actually a kind of a, if you looked at the actual aquifer of the Catskill Mountains, it's actually a whole series of aquifers, and it's sort of an underground network of water. And my well connects with my neighbor's well, and my neighbor's well connects with her neighbor's well, and her well connects with another neighbor's well, you know, four or five miles down the road. The fact of the matter is these, these underground uh, water sources are not just isolated, and they're not, you know, my well isn't just one little tiny pool of water underneath my house. So when we're talking about fracking, you know, they're talking about drilling right through the aquifer into the shale rock below, but when they go through that water, they're going through everybody's water that's in the neighborhood, and it connects with people who are miles away. So it's not something that's just isolated, and it's you know not something that's just somebody's private property. And, of course, when we're talking about water, everybody needs it. And when we're talking about air, everybody needs it. That's what we mean by the commons. Everybody everybody owns it. It belongs to everyone.
2: Our commonwealth. So, two songs from Magpie about fracking and its side effects, its, its effect on the life of the whole, the life of the commons. First song is Water is Life from the 1990s about fracking, talking with the Diné people, the Navajo. And then we'll follow that with Water from the Rock. Thank you both, Greg and Terry, for joining me today for Spirit in Action. Thank you for keeping up the good work in story and song.
3: Well, that comes Thank right back know. at you because we, we need people like yourself to uh, broadcast that there are communities and people out in this world with spirit and passion to save and protect the
2: earth. is life, water from the rock.
7: Ocean nourishes me At full moonlight tide At the edge of the sea Water is life Water is life Mother Ocean nourishes me At full moonlight tide At the edge of the sea Water is life Water is life Standing on this rocky shore Something holds my eye On that perfect far distant line Where water meets the sky I don't need a mighty ship Sailing across the sea For fathoms deep within I know What you mean to me Mother ocean nourishes me At full moonlight tide at the edge of the sea Water is light Water is
5: life,
7: mother ocean nourishes me at full moonlight tide at the edge of the sea. Water is life, water is life. Out on the wide Pacific, under the sun's relentless glow, your waters rise up to the skies Where western winds will blow Those clouds enshroud my mountaintop Feed the forests with their rain Then runs down to the rivers And back home to you again Other ocean nourishes me It's full night tide At the edge of the sea Water is light Full moonlight tide at the edge of the sea, water is life, water is life. I'm gonna lay my body down on the salt sea, kiss sand, and let the waves wash over me, the foam running through of the sea, water is life. Water is life. Mother Ocean nourishes me. It's full moonlight tide at the edge of the sea. Water is life. Water is life. Everything I am and everything I need, I know it's true. It comes from you your water is the seed little mother ocean planet in a universe so wide we've got to rise up like the moon and try to turn the tide mother ocean nourishes me full moon night tide at the edge of the sea water is Me at full moonlight tide at the edge of the sea. Water is life.
0: Water is
7: life. Water is life. Water is life. Water is
6: rock. Water from the rock. Water from the deep, deep well. That gift from down below where artesian waters flow. It isn't anyone's to buy or sell, to buy or sell. Water from the rock.
7: Water from the rock, water from the deep below It's our commons, it's our right Feel its power, feel its might Carry on the word so all will know How can they not see That their greed is killing me While they make a killing Drilling for the the gas Drilling for the gas They're breaking and taking The earth they leave shaking They don't really care what they do Leave a poison morass help themselves to the gas then they turn around and sell it back to you sell it back Got to drive them back And stop their frack attack Build a chain of resistance resistance, Link by link Resistance link by link They're breaking and taking The earth daily shaking They don't really care What they do Leave a poison grass themselves to the gas, then they turn around and sell it back to you, sell it back to you.
6: Water from the rock, water from the rock, water from the deep, deep well, to buy our silence try they will,
7: but they'll never keep us still. To save our water, we will fight like hell We will fight like hell
2: Those songs, Water is Life and Water in the Rock, were the last two songs picked out by Magpie for today's Spirit in Action. But I have one more song I'd like to sign off with, the one I mentioned at the beginning of this interview, the one that sewed up my passion for Terry and Greg's artistry. Again, it's by Pat Humphreys, but this is Magpie's wonderful rendering of a song, Swimming to the Other Side. We'll see you next week for Spirit in Action.
6: We are living Great big dipper, we are washed by the very same rain. We are swimming in the stream together, some in power and some in pain. We can worship this ground we walk on, cherishing the beings that we live beside. Loving spirits will live forever. We're all swimming to the other side. I am alone, I am searching. For answers in my time, I am balanced at the break of wisdom. I'm impatient to receive a sign. I move
7: forward with my senses open. Imperfection, it be my crime, in humility, I will listen. We're all swimming to the other side. We are living in the great big dipper. We are washed by
6: the very same rain. We are swimming in the stream together,
7: some in power and some in pain. We can worship this ground we walk on, cherishing the beings that we live beside. Loving spirits will live forever, we're all swimming to the other side.
6: On this journey, Finding intuition, my head, my heart I am gathering the truths together I'm preparing to do my part All of those who have come before me band together
7: and be my guide Loving lessons that I will follow We're all swimming to the other side We are living in the great big dipper This round we walk on Cherishing the beams that we live beside Loving spirits will live forever We're all swimming to the other side
6: To share, have been with us since life's beginning, and we never noticed they were there. We can balance at the brink of wisdom, never recognizing that we've arrived. Loving spirits will live together, we're all swimming to the other side.
7: We are living the great Big Dipper, we are washed by the very same rain we are swimming in the stream together some in power and some in pain we can worship this ground we walk on cherishing the beings that we live beside loving spirits will live forever we're all swimming to the other side we are
6: living in the
7: great big
0: dipper we are washed by the very
6: same rain
7: we are swimming in the stream together Some in power and some in pain We can worship this crown we walk on Cherishing the beings that we live beside Loving spirits will live forever We're all swimming to the other side Loving spirits will live forever We're all swimming to the other side